Your podcast starts after this quick message from Clear. The average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for allergens and germs to get in your nose and body and wreak havoc. That is, unless you regularly clean your nose and sinuses. So for healthy breathing and a strong body, use Clear Nasal Spray. Clear is a natural nasal spray featuring xylitol, an ingredient clinically proven to work against bacteria and effectively clean, not just rinse, your nose. Clear Nasal Spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. In fact, in a recent study, researchers found that xylitol nasal sprays like Clear are just as effective as leading medicated nasal sprays. For better breathing, get Clear today. That's spelled X-L-E-A-R. You can find it at all major retailers, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Sprouts, Whole Foods, and everywhere else. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome. You know, it's summer and our kids have been itching to get outside. We've had social distancing and isolation and quarantine. And if you're somebody who has a pool or you can get out to a body of water, it's so important to still worry about drowning. It's so scary and it can be silent. And so we're going to talk today about drowning safety and summer safety and swimming safety. We got it all covered today. And joining us is Dr. Shelley Flays. She's a practicing pediatrician, a mom of four, an AAP author, and assistant professor of clinical pediatrics at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine, and of course, a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Flays, I'm so glad to have you with us today. Tell us some statistics on yeah, so, I mean, tell us some statistics on drowning because I don't think people always realize and why it can be so silent. You know, in the media, they portray it as flailing around and all that. Tell us a little bit about drowning. Thank you so much for having me. And you're absolutely right. In news reports and in Hollywood movies, television shows, for example, it's much more dramatic and uh, drowning is actually silent. And especially for toddlers and kids under four years of age. Um, the American Academy of Pediatrics reports that after birth defects, drowning is actually the number one cause of death in kids ages one to four. And this is a sobering statistic. Um, and of that number for kids younger than four years of age, 69%, so the majority of all drownings in this age group happen during non-swim times, which I think reflects the fact that as parents, when we're in a swimming situation, everyone is vigilant, but we as parents and pediatricians need to be really careful about non-swim time safety. Um, and that's a theme of parenthood in general. It's all about preparing for the unexpected and preparing for possibly terrible outcomes. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. That is a sobering statistic. And as a parent who had a baby pool when my kids were little and I watched, I turned around for just the split second, Dr. Flays, literally four seconds. And when I turned around, it was almost like slow motion. The The side of the soft pool had collapsed. My three-year-old son went in and went and I went, oh my God, it was just like the most bizarre. And 20 years later, I'm still, you know, exactly. wiggling from that. It's so, so fast. So 
let's start with some safety tips and just go ahead and start with baby pools because people think they're harmless. They think that they're, you know, innocuous. There's nothing to worry about. Tell us about those. Well, it, it the sobering statistic also is that drowning can happen in as little as one or two inches of water. Um, for what you experienced with your own child, that illustrates the fact that it can happen in a moment and that we need to be constantly supervising if water is present. Babies and toddlers, by definition, are somewhat top-heavy. Um, our heads are proportionally much larger than the rest of our body at these ages. And so the other compounding factors, toddlers are naturally very curious. And so whether it's um, a play pool in your backyard or um, um, even we recommend toilet seat covers and locks because a curious toddler will see the beautiful water surface or an object that fell in and will investigate. And before you know it, they've actually gone in face first. And so if the mouth and nose are covered, that's when you run at risk. Um, personally, as a parent, um, my training as a pediatrician has affected choices I've made with my four kids who are now teenagers. When I was in training at a major children's hospital, um, I cared for a child in the pediatric intensive care unit who was a toddler who they had an unattended aquarium with just a couple inches of water in the basement. And they had people over and the child was found face down. Um, this obviously caused horrible effects. This child was being cared for the intensive care unit and really difficult decisions had to be made. And caring for this family firsthand really woke me up to the dangers. Um, I got my kids involved with swim lessons at a very early age. Um, and this is something that we're always cautious about because swim lessons are not an automatic safety measure that, okay, then you're good and we have a layer of protection here. The American Academy of Pediatrics rec recommends layers of protection. So swim lessons are a big part of this. Comfort in the water, getting some skills, getting some comfort there. But we took it to the next degree because all four kids did club swim team year round and now lifeguard um, and teach swimming lessons. So, But part of it as a parent was we go to a pool or beach and I was automatically outnumbered. And um, as a pediatrician was very careful about that. So when we talk about um, the layers of protection, especially if you have a backyard swimming pool, we recommend fencing. So we want all four sides protected. It needs to be at least four feet tall. The flat should be um, no greater than four inches wide. There should be a self-closing, uh, self-latching gate that should be at least 54 inches above the ground. Um, make sure you even are careful to clean toys after because, again, toddlers are curious and will see something and try to go for it. And it will be that moment that you're not looking. Um, if your family is having a picnic or a gathering that's by a river or a lake, or if you're at a swimming pool, sometimes there's a sense if there's a lot of people that um, there's safety in numbers and you get this false sense of security. And so we recommend assigning a water watcher, meaning... Um, a designated adult to put away the phone, avoid distractions, and for 15 minutes at a time to have your eyes on the water and then switching off. Um, certainly distractions such as alcohol and socializing are not good, so we recommend minimizing those. But the water watcher concept is important because I think sometimes when there's a crowd, there's like, oh, they're fine. Everyone's, everyone's here, but that's actually when something will happen. Well, certainly true. And I'd like to jump back for a second. When you talked about swimming lessons and the AAP recommendations, 
do swimming lessons started young make a child feel overconfident? So, oh, mom's not here, but I took swimming lessons so I can jump right in. Or is this really proven now to help children understand the cautions of the water? And tell us what age you were talking about. Yeah, and it's um, there's no perfect answer for each family. It's very, there's a lot of factors to um, think about. Certainly how frequently your family is around the water. If you have a pool, for example, if you live near a body of water, um, your child's individual emotional and um, physical maturity, what their abilities are, um, and certainly interest level and comfort level. Um, And I will share that my oldest, when he turned three, I enrolled him in our local program and he wasn't having it. And it wasn't until his twin brothers were able to do it with him that there was that comfort level. So it's kind of ironic that he became a lifeguard. So, So it's very family dependent. And I do have even pediatrician friends who swear by the infant classes that you'll you'll hear about. Again, though, you never want to have a false sense of security. Certainly in those infant cases, they're not like, oh, I'm, I feel more comfortable. I, I don't take stock in the false sense of security on behalf of the child. I don't know that they would think that far, like I've had lessons, I can handle this. I think it more opens that conversation about safety. And then it introduces the idea of um, these are things we need to do when we're around water. And so I think anything that helps empower and educate our kid is a wonderful thing um, because it's a life skill. Swimming is a life skill and um, something that they can keep with them for years to come. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And as someone whose kids really didn't love swimming lessons and hanging onto the wall and kicking (laughs) and treading water and the water's cold, I'm like, you know, this is imperative because we have a lake house. So you talked about other bodies of water. Now, I am just a bit of, uh, you know, really strict when it comes to being around the lake. Everybody has to wear a life jacket all the time. No matter what, if you are on any kind of thing, you have to wear a life jacket. And that, and that is amazing. And I've, and I've actually have personal friends whose adults relatives were affected by water, um, unexpected water events. And because there were no life jackets, there was a really bad outcome. So for all ages, including us adults, life jackets all are a ages. must. And um, to look for those that are approved by the U.S. Coast Guard. Um, and it gets tricky with the smaller kiddos. I just had a patient in the office last week who was talking about socially distancing at a relative's lake home and there's a boat. And so this child is about 12 months old. And so a lot of questions about um, what do we look for in a life jacket? So um, you have to do some digging. And and again, these are decisions that are made on a family level based on a variety of factors. But life jackets approved for that age and stage, approved by the U.S. Coast Guard, is what families should be looking for. Well, sure. And, and good life jackets, especially for toddlers, have the handle up on the thing they go under their legs so that it doesn't slide up over their heads. And I mean, there's plenty of them on the market, but as you say, you do have to do your research. And so when we're talking about teens now, they're the ones that don't always want to, but teens can drown too. And I mean, again, I am so strict with my kids' friends. I'm like, I'm sorry, if if you don't wear a life jacket, you cannot go out on any of these things. And so you have to wear it all the time, not even having it next to you. You must wear it tightened and buckled and the whole thing. So how can parents talk to their teens about the importance of safe swimming, whether it's in quarries or pools or friends' pools 
all of those. Right. I think there is power in storytelling and not that we want to raise overly cautious kiddos. I think it's in the spirit of awareness. And so certainly it seems like every year there's stories that make the local news media about um, kiddos who were at some nature area and got into exactly that kind of trouble. So using those as case examples of this can happen, similar to when kids take um, driving lessons and um, they have those special events to know about the dangers of drunk driving. Um, substances are a huge risk for that. So whether we're talking about alcohol or other substances, Bottom line, it impairs judgment. And so otherwise wonderful kids could be getting into situations where they're in a peer group situation and getting into situations that are not so good. Um, so I think that there's powers in those stories and those anecdotes. And kids are smart and they can definitely absorb this. And I think also, and this is much a, a much bigger adolescent discussion, but empowering your kids to be able to be the one person in the group to say, you know what, I don't think that's the right idea. And this can apply to so many situations, whether it's poor decision-making so or racism. But I think a big goal of raising adolescents is to have that strength of mind to speak up. And if you, if there's a group thing going on to be the voice saying, that's not right, we shouldn't do that, or you shouldn't say that or whatever the situation could be. So, um, and it's a fine line because you don't want to strike fear in your child. You want them to have a rich, wonderful life. And it's so fun to swim. Um, so that's tough. Well, it is. And so give us your best advice as a pediatrician, as a mom, tell us what you want us to know about summer safety, because right now this is unprecedented and our kids say, well, at the beach, we can go to the beach and we can be far away from each other and we, we can still social distance and be, you know, but we're still concerned about drowning and pools and, and parties and, you know, going over to a friend's pool at this time. Put it all together for us, Dr. Flays, and, and give us your best advice about summer safety, drowning safety, you know, water hazards and COVID to kind of put it all together so we can have a really great, safe and fun summer. Well, and whether it's infants in the bathtub in the home or toddlers curious with a backyard pool at a friend's house or teenagers out with friends and exploring, just as you said, um, socially distancing at a beach. And I will add that everyone has a different definition of socially distancing and adherence to masks, which has definitely shown states that are adhering to those guidelines are doing much better in terms of overall COVID numbers. Um, but to use good judgment um, for younger children, always be supervising or have an assigned water watcher to have layers of protection, as the American Academy of Pediatrics suggests, whether that's fencing around the pool, latches, the adult supervision, staying within arm's reach, having had the background of swimming lessons. And then as your kids get older, having an ongoing conversation about water safety and good judgment and behaviors when the parent is not around. And I think that's a huge part of it. When we're talking about an infant having their first bath with a mom or dad within arm's reach, somehow we go from that scenario to a teenager hanging out with friends at the beach. And so it's a 
series of um, modifications that are made at an age-appropriate, developmentally appropriate way, but it's kind of a marvel to go from that constant supervision and not even answering the phone to letting your teenagers, trusting that they're making good decisions and they can be safe at the beach during a global pandemic. So it's a huge leap, but it's not done in a day. And it's done in ages and stages and definitely ask your pediatrician questions because this is what we're trained to do. We take care of so many families between our training and our experience. We are here for you and we can help you with these decisions and how to go about this. Great advice. And thank you so much. There's more information that can be found at healthychildren.org or aap.org and really share these shows with your friends and family because we're learning from the gold standard, our pediatricians that we love so much. And they are at the American Academy of Pediatrics, the gold standard. They're the experts and they love our children and they're helping us to raise them and raise them safely. And that's really what this show is all about. And it's what their organization is all about. So thank you so much, Dr. Flays, for joining us today. You're listening to Healthy Children. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are played. But of course, we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. I'm Melanie Cole, and stay well.